They may be very soon, but not just yet. Welcome to Cheers from the Press Box. I am your host, Headphone Joe. I'm here with my co-host as always. What's up, everybody? Brennan Tassif coming to you live from New York City. Live in in person from New York City. Uh, so we're going to get to it. We're going to get right to it. Got the NFL divisional round just to take place. Uh, at the NBA, we're at the halfway mark. So we're going to get into some of the big topics. Got a couple quick hit things. Going to make this nice and easy uh, for you, the listening public. Not going to try to give you a three-hour show, even though it's possible. It is possible. Um, could do but it. without any further ado. Ready to return the opening kickoff. Perfect way to kick off. Here we go. A postmortem. Uh, on a season that was uh, had its ups and downs, magical ride. Um, Doug Peterson's first year with the Jacksonville Jaguars, magical. Uh, the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs win twenty seven twenty. Brennan, tell me where you were. Tell me how you watched. Tell me how you feel. Um, so I uh, was at work, but I recorded the game, and then I obviously watched a lot of the game while it was happening live before I went in. Um. Thanks to my managers for letting me come in a little later for the 4.30 game. Uh, so this is the thing. Uh, I don't believe in moral victories. Uh, everyone knows that, whoever listens to this show. But I'm going to contradict myself right now and talk about a moral victory. Uh, we hung with the Chiefs. I mean, I know Patrick Mahomes got hurt, but we hung in there. Uh, we, I might even go so far as to say we should have won that game. Uh the Agnew fumble on the six yard line um, towards the end of the game when we were going into score to take the lead was bad. And then they get the ball back and then we create a turnover and then Trevor throws a pick. He was just trying to make something happen. So I completely understand it, but it's just, we had opportunities to win that game. You know, when Patrick Mahomes goes out, I was thinking like, here we go, here we go. Mm -hmm. And then Chad Henney, it's our time. It was a 98-yard driver, a 93-yard drive, and Chad Henney only threw for 27 yards. But, you know, the announcers were like, Chad Henney engineering the greatest drive of his career against his former team. It's like, no, it was Pacheco who was, you know, creating this drive. Anyway, Pacheco, I, Pacheco, Pacheco. Uh, I was like, encouraged. Oh, it's like a fancy water. I was very encouraged by this game. Uh I'm super excited for next season. Uh, I think I was right about Trayvon Walker. He was nowhere to be found in these playoffs, um, but we'll see. Only time will tell. So, yeah, I'm very encouraged. Uh, I think you say that for uh, in this game. I think you say that for most of your pass rush. Yeah. The, well, it was interesting, too, because people are like, oh, they're getting pressure on Patrick Mahomes. He was a surgeon in that for he like he just kept like you know, moving just enough to make plays and stuff. And then obviously he gets hurt on, on one of the pass rushes, but we talked about this last week too, where the announcers and some of the analysts and, you know, different places afterwards are like, yeah, so we'll really talk gotta... about the announcers in a second here. We got They're someone like, yeah. from Moose Johnson. <laughs> they got, they really got the pass rush going, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, they walk with no, they one didn't. sack on the game. <laughs> yeah. And I, like I said, this last week too, is I think I was spoiled by that Saxonville season in 2017, where they were just, wreaking havoc on quarter. Like it was ridiculous. And then for them to be like, well, they are getting pressure 
it's like, mm, this is not the pressure we expect, especially when you spend f- four out of the last six first round picks on defensive pass rushers. Basically, this is not the pressure we're looking for. We're looking for, you know, a lot more than that. So I was encouraged. Doug Peterson is the fucking man. Um, six quarterback hits. Trevor Lawrence is definitely um, our guy. And congrats to the Chiefs. We we didn't have an answer for Kelsey. That was the big thing in the especially the first half. Um, I would have doubled Kelsey and been like, beat us any other way, but they have so many weapons that they would have beat us. So any other way. So, you know, Caldwell called a good game. I thought only holding him to the to the amount of points we did was fantastic. And then, you know, Patrick got hurt. So we'll see what happens in the championship game. But I was really encouraged for the Jags and also, you know, it's the Chiefs. They're a buzzsaw. We all knew that coming in. Well, last thing I want to say about this, I always underestimate their defense. I'm always like, yeah, they're no, you know, they're they're not top of the heap. And then Chris Jones makes it look like so Rex effortless. <laughs> and I'm like, God, this is insane. Thank you. What did you think? Um, so first drive, it was like, okay, this is this is done. This is over. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah that first drive, I was like, oh boy. boy. This Patrick Mahomes guy, huh? This is the real deal. Huh? He was insane. <laughs> this guy's like the real deal or something, huh? And then um is this guy then won an MVP? With a, a drive later, he gets hurt. And it's like, okay, all right. And we're in for a penny and for a pound. Here we go. Uh, you guys get a score, Christian Kirk. The one time he, one of the few times he actually decided to catch the ball. Um, and then you hold them to a field goal after he got hurt. And then, yeah, the Chad Henney drive. That's that literally to me is a difference maker in the game. At 98 yards, you're like, okay, they're gonna, there's no, the ball's on the two. Chad Henney's in the game. There's no way he's gonna do anything with this, right? That's exactly <laughs> like it's like he played for us for six like, years and he was always, he was a backup to Blake Bortles. He was a backup to Blake Bortles. I was about to say I think it was was it Matt Moore who used to was it Matt Moore or was it Henny a couple years ago also came in for Pat. That was oh I think that was Henny. Was it Henny? I was going to say, because they both played Miami together and then like yeah, one would start a week both, and then the other one. And then I think they both ended up in Kansas City as backups. I think it was at different times, but I'm, I'm trying to, I mean, I can't even remember how long Patrick. I know Henny has come in for Patrick before because I remember. Okay. I'm trying but to think on remember. the Super Bowl run with Patrick. I remember what you're talking about. Like I can't remember. Dislocated knee or whatever. It was Matt. It was Matt. It was, it was Matt. Matt. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah. like, okay, we've seen Matt Moore do this. I was like, I don't know if Chad Henny could do something like this. And... Like you said, it wasn't Chad Henney taking them down the field. He made passes when he needed to. Uh, I mean, everybody just looks for the safety blanket that is Travis Kelsey. But it was the offensive line in Pachenko, and that uh, that run game really got going at that point. And, yeah, once Patrick came back in the, in the second half, basically virtually untouched, which was just insane to think about, which was insane just because we saw him deal with the injury and how he was gimping and limping around for like the rest of that first half before he went out. And so for him to come back in the second half, looking respectable quarter zoned up, baby. I was like, yeah, looking respectable looking, you know? Um, But yeah, I mean, after that, it was kind of, Curtain calls, um, especially after the Agnew fumble, it was like, all right, yeah, that, that was, fumble. That I, was I thought we were still in it until that fumble, and then I was like, come on, man. Yeah. And then he eventually goes down against like the separating touchdown. Um, yeah, but yeah. can I say something real quick? You you just reminded me of this. Were you excited? Like, I got 
like fire, like visibly fired up when Patrick went out and he was like, fuck that. Like tape, whatever you got Like I'm going yeah. back in. Yeah. And they were like, no, no, no. We got to go to the tent. And he's like throwing shit. And he's like, put me back in the fucking game right I now. Say, no, uh, even before. So, I, so the Saturday games, I was watching with my lady, um, lady, my lady, uh, Kyle hates that. Um, I was watching with my lady and, she doesn't really watch football. She hasn't watched football pretty much her entire life. Like rough knowledge about it, but she grew up with two sisters. Her dad had to kind of acquiesce to this is a lady's house kind of thing. Girl, so dad. um, <laughs> so Patrick Cone gets hurt. How they call the timeout hobbles off, and then. He runs back in and she's like, what is he doing? He should just stay out for the rest of the quarter. And I was like, no, he's finishing this drive. I was like, he may finish this quarter. Just he may get taped up after this drive. I was like, he might get taped up after this drive. And then in the second half, he's going to get shot up and then he's going to come back. And then she was like, that doesn't seem safe. <laughs> and I, was like, I was so excited. I was like, because it's weird. There's something that we lose. I think he ran with, back in off the bench. Yeah. That's what it was like with this generation. He didn't of, even get taped up yet. <laughs> that's the thing is like, they didn't have time. And he was like, well, I'm going back in. Fuck it. Uh, this generation of quarterbacks, I think sometimes in my head, I can perceive it almost as soft. Cause it's like a lot of finesse and a lot of like running around. And it's like, and I don't know why that's in my head sometimes, but to be honest, because you're an old man at this point, yeah, get that's got to be it. But also, like when I see Patrick Mahomes slowly I'm like, turning into Wilbon, I'm like, yeah, he's got a cannon for an arm, and like he can move around. But I'm like, could he really take a hit? And I don't know why I have that in the back. It's like when European players are in basketball, and I'm like, soft. <laughs> um, I don't know why I thought that about him, but to see him. Like, be like, no, like, like, are you out of your mind? Like, yeah. he's throwing his jacket and throwing his helmet. He's like, I'm going in. Like, I don't, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, I so was apparently um, fired up. All the antics at that point when they put Henny in, uh, they said, hey, if you're, if you don't go into the locker room and get it looked at now, you're not coming back in the game at all. <laughs> yeah. And, and then he ran. Yeah. That's when he was like, God dang it. <laughs> Cause they were like, well, we're not going to put you out there talking- if it's broken. Like, if it's broken, then like, I was only going to do more work and they were, they were saying the same thing that uh, your girl was. They were like, Oh, you know, this could be, this could be way worse than they think and stuff like that. And I started to think about it. Cause I was like, yeah, they do have him for like eight more years under this contract. Yeah, like, like they, if he yeah. shatters his ankle. They have and an obligation like done, to him. Yeah. yeah so. And this is something we talked about before is the, the players not protecting themselves because they want to go back in there and win. Yeah. It's weird when it's, when it's something like Lamar Jackson, which we talked about last week, we're kind of like, yeah, but I mean, if he could play, he could play. But I, I said it last week and I'll say it again. Hats off to him for being like, no, I saw what happened to RG3. I'm not going to let that happen to me. But then on the flip side, like that animal, like old school mentality comes out when I see Patrick, like I'm going in. I'm like, yeah, you are. I was yeah, saying, you are, you stud. In my, in my head, though, in my head, it's a little different because I'm like, okay, when you see it, it looks bad the way it turned and everything. But I'm looking yeah, at it and I'm like ankle eh. it just got rolled, i don't yeah. think i was about to say ankle roll like sit out a little while i've i've rolled my ankle that's my yeah, that's saying- my thing i always go off my pain threshold i'm like i've rolled my ankle i've never fucked up my knee i yeah. don't know what that's gonna do <laughs> i've only seen people fuck up their knee and it looks bad 
So the ankle also has more give side to side than yeah. the knee does. Like we've all been like walking and like stepped on a curb wrong or something. Oh You're yeah. Like, oh quickly. shit. Ah. <laughs> yeah. But then like you, you keep walking and you kind of almost walk it off with the knee. There's like, it's like, it, it goes, it goes the way it goes and that's the way it goes. Yeah. And so like, if, if that twists like that, you're like, Oh, I've snapped every PCL, like, oh, ACL, I can't and MCL. walk again. Yeah. I can't <laughs> walk anymore. I'm like, Oh, I can walk in a straight line to get off this field. And that's about it. Um, but yeah, so um, amazing job by Doug Peterson. I mean, needless to say, turn this team around from where it was last season and where it was um, earlier, earlier this season. I mean, they were what, two and seven at a point. Yeah. Yeah. To bring them back to what, nine, nine and eight to win the division. And like we said last week, like, they're on a trajectory to continue winning this division at least for the next two, three, four years. Um, because the Colts have to the Colts have, the Colts to, have salvage, to find a quarterback. They have to find a coach and a quarterback. Uh and a and defense. The problem with that is by the time I mean their defense wasn't terrible. It's not fantastic, but it's not that terrible. Was, it wasn't by, good, the, no. by the time and, I mean Shaq Leonard is he playing? Is he not he like that, played well, maybe four games say, this season? Is by the time they figure out the quarterback situation that core of the defense and offensive line is going to be... The offensive line is already gone. That yeah, offensive line what, is already yeah. shattered. Remember when Andrew Luck retired and they were like, why would he leave? Like, they finally have the offensive line. Yeah. That wasn't that long ago. I know. And now it's over. It's, like, it's... it's Look, windows It was always are, the Jags, baby. It windows was always the are Jags. very narrow. You think you're going to win forever, and it's not It's not so. We'll talk about that in a, a couple of... A couple of a uh, couple of segments here, but yeah, your window is not forever. It's not as prolonged as you think it's going to be. Um, but I was going to say, I mean, so yeah, the Colts aren't going to be anything. Titans, they have to figure out if they're going to roll with their quarterback. They have to completely rebuild um, to a degree. I mean, the defense is good, but the offense is severely lacking. And the Texans, Texans have to do a wholesale rebuild. That's a whole overhaul. Like, yeah. So yeah. So the Jags are going to be, especially with Trevor under his rookie contract still, at least two to three years. Of yeah, we still winning have, the division. after this season, we still have three more years of that. So, yeah. So, yeah, that, uh, that's my outlook there. Um, we'll talk about matchup next rounds when we talk. Next oh, you rounds. did this. Did you do this by when they were Fitness played? By game, yeah. Got it. I Not level say. of importance. No, just as they rolled up on the sheet. So without further ado. Uh, the New York Giants rolled into Lincoln Financial Definitely Field. Definitely wondering why you had this number two, but that now <laughs> it makes sense. Uh, the link, uh, the New York Giants rolled into Lincoln Financial Field. Brennan, uh, uh, obviously you were at work because uh, this was right after the first game. Yeah. So uh, what, what were your thoughts? What were your takeaways? What did you see? I don't have much to say. Uh, Dayball, weird coach of the year, front runner, and then a weird game called in the divisional round of the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, this was a boat race. Uh, I, living in New York City, it's interesting. All these Giants oh, fans I are like... think about that, actually. I don't know. It, a lot of Giants fans. And I fell victim to it last week when I was like, I don't know, this could be like the 07 year where they had this defensive front and blah. I was wrong. I was wrong for even thinking that that could happen. Uh, 
Philly is the better team. We've been saying this all year. I know Joe doesn't want to jinx it, so he's been saying it less, but I had him pick to go and to win the Super Bowl at the beginning of the year. Got some future bets on that. Philly's the best team in the NFC, far and away. Um, the only other team we'll talk about shortly that can rival them on defense is San Francisco. But as far as offensively, Jalen Hurts is the guy. And I am I was wrong. I completely accept responsibility for that. I thought when he came in, he was going to be a one-dimensional quarterback. I didn't think he had the uh, arm talent to to play, but he's he's proven everyone wrong. He uh, and I texted you when I saw this, the Donovan McNabb and Michael mm-hmm. Vick and Jalen Hurts sitting. It was it was interesting because I think I fell victim almost inherently to the thing that we you and I talk about constantly, which is you know, athletic quarterback, black quarterback coming in, trying to run the franchise. And I, I don't know if I defaulted to, I don't think he's going to be able to do it just out of what's been ingrained in my head, you know, from watching sports and hearing the commentary. Or if I just honestly thought like, well, he had to transfer out of Alabama and got beat by two, a tongue of a Loa. So like, yeah, he's mm-hmm. not going to make it in the NFL. I'm not sure which one it was chicken or the egg, but he's proven me wrong and everybody else wrong. I knew he was a good quarterback. I didn't think he was this kind of quarterback. His, his throwing shoulders totally fucked. And he's like, I don't care. Like, let's play. And it was a boat race. And it was it was fun to watch because all these Giants fans were talking shit when the Giants beat the Jags to me at work. And then I was like, hey, we almost beat Kansas City. You guys <laughs> just got housed by Philly, dude. What uh-huh. did you think? This is your team, man. How excited are you? Everybody <laughs> shut up. All right. <laughs> when I tell I you, you had that drop, I would have stopped a long time ago. When I tell you, this was one of the most annoying weeks of my life. You were upset. I had to hear people talk about the Giants and Daniel Jones having a legitimate shot at beating the Philadelphia Eagles, going into Lincoln Financial Field and beating the Philadelphia Eagles because they had one good game against a team who had one of the worst defenses that we had kept saying and people kept tricking themselves into thinking the Vikings were good. So therefore, when the Giants beat the Vikings, which we both predicted the week prior, people said, oh, they could beat the Vikings. Oh, third time seeing this team. It's a divisional opponent. Maybe they have a chance. Daniel Jones just played the best game of his life. 300 yards, 75 uh, plus rushing yards. Maybe he could replicate it on the, on the Eagles. Not realizing the Eagles has already played them once, boat raced them the first time when they played their starters. And then Moose Johnson, this is the thing that killed me for the start of this game. Oh, the Giants held serve in week 18 with their backups. The Eagles didn't look so good. Yeah, did you not think the Eagles were just playing a vanilla offense to where they don't want to get their quarterback hurt? They're trying to protect everybody, but they just need to win this game. So they're not going to run the full gambit of their offense. They're going to do just enough to win. And probably they're watching somebody's keeping an eye on the Dallas game and be like, oh, Dallas is blowing it to the commanders. So we don't even really need to win this game, but we're going to win this game because we don't want to fucking lose to the giants like fucking clowns like no one wants to wear that so i'm not gonna take that personal let's do (laughs) sorry i need to think about but we're gonna do the bare minimum to get over this hump and get into the bye week healthy so we can 
have a good, healthy week of practice. No, Moose Johnson wants to talk about, oh, this game was so close with the backups. And Philly, they didn't look so special on week 18. It's week 18, and they were the number one seed. Like, shut yeah. the fuck up, Moose. Like, what are you talking about? Look at, like, you know, uh, those fullbacks, crazies. I know what the fuck I'm doing. We know what the fuck we're doing, all right? So, <clears throat> coming with drops today. I love I'm it. Sitting, I'm sitting down. The first game ends. And I'm hearing Moose talk this nonsense, and I'm just boiling. I'm seething with rage, but I'm, you know, not showing externally. And my girlfriend looks at me. Yeah, because you're with your girlfriend. (laughs) My girlfriend looks at me, and she says, you're oddly calm, like your team's about to play. And I looked at her with the calm and the seriousness, Brennan. I turned my head, and I said, this is a business trip, and we expect to win. (laughs) Hell Yeah. And she just started laughing. I was like, I just looked at her with the serious of faces. I was like, this is not a joke. (laughs) First drive, we go march down the field and Goddard scores that touchdown. And I just, I'm like, let's go. And she says out loud, this is not like the other game. These two teams don't look the same. Like she was like, the other game looked close. Well, she, like, was, she was referencing my game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was yeah, watching oh, the yeah. Jags team game. It, she was it. like, those two, those two teams looked like they had a chance. Like both teams looked like they had a shot at this game. This, like that one drive, she's like, this doesn't look the same. <laughs> it's not. They're not even playing the same sport. Did you see that the same only has seventy sacks on the season? Sixty of them coming from their front four. Uh, that's my thing. And we'll, look, I'm going to get to them. I'm going to get to them. Um, but yeah, that's my thing. People keep talking about uh, how we're not good against Dominic Foxworth said it best. If there's one bad thing your team's going to do out of pass offense, rush offense, pass defense, rush defense, if rush defense is the worst and you're not even like terrible at it, you're just not that great at it, that's like okay because. You're not allowing explosive plays in the passing game. The Eagles haven't probably have let up close to the least amount of 20 plus yard passing plays. <clears throat> and then the offense is a machine when humming at all cylinders. We well, had, the thing is if, if your rush defense isn't that good, if the teams are playing from behind, it won't matter. It doesn't matter. because It doesn't matter. Throw. They're going to have to throw. So, but yeah, no, Jalen went out, did what he had to do. Uh, Goddard played like a, as Brennan said, he hasn't said it in a while, but a man possessed. Man possessed. <laughs> I uh, wanted to, uh, Lane Johnson. Oh, gutted it out. What he, a legend. I was going to say he came, like it was in the first quarter. He was like grabbing at his yeah, groin he was, and stuff. Cause he's a, he's a torn groin and he's like grabbing at it. I was like, oh, this is not good. This is not. And he's like, nah, fuck it. Let's keep playing. Keep going. Got, we were able to get everybody out uh, late in the fourth quarter. Kenneth Gainwell, 12 carries, a hundred yards, 10 yards of carry. Gosh, ripped off that final run, that final dagger to put it in there. And that was the other thing. Uh, <laughs> I was about to say, I was so annoyed going into this game. I, I, I hate I wanted the games to overlap and I was mad when they did it because I'm like, fuck, now I have to watch pregame show talk. Like, oh, I, yeah, I, yeah. I don't watch that shit ever. And <laughs> seeing Jimmy Johnson and 
Michael Strahan with his dumb gap teeth talk about how the Giants have an opportunity and Terry Bradshaw saying how, oh, Daniel Jones played a great game last week. You never want to face a person three times. Like all these people try to trick themselves and they're selling the game. I understand what they're doing. It's a it's a television product, but with a straight face, they're trying to sell you on the Giants have an opportunity. And then we get to the pick them part. Eagles by eight. Eagles by nine. Eagles by seven. Eagles. By, I'm like, so why are we even doing any of this? Like, yeah, what are can we, we just even stop? Like, can we just stop playing ourselves? <clears throat> so that led to the, the the seething rage that was boiling within me. Um, but yeah, it, it, just to knock off all the haters, go in there, get a trouncing win. Um, and now everybody's like, oh, they look like the team from weeks. Huh? Jalen doesn't look that hurt. Like, yeah, no. He, I mean, he, the guy effectively had like five weeks off. And yeah. if let's not forget in the game where he got hurt against the Bears, right after he got hurt, threw like a 60-yard touchdown to A.J. Brown. Like, the throwing hasn't been the issue. It's the discomfort when landing, it, when, if getting tackled on the run, is really more so the issue. I think he's going to be able to... It, it's not a torn rotator cup or anything like that. It's really discomfort in the shoulder. Um, so as long as he's getting his treatment, I think he'll be fine. Lane being there is major. Um, offensive line looks phenomenal. Defensive line looks unstoppable. So Yeah, that defensive line is out of this world. So, yeah. Um I think I think we have a I think we have a good shot in the future. Almost had like five wrong drops with me. <laughs> All right, Brett, it's Cincinnati Buffalo. The Buffalo wow. Bills who we initially predicted to go to the Super Bowl. And uh, I think halfway through the season we may have changed our picks. I know I did. Um Brennan, this game ended, what was it, 27-10. Buffalo loses at home in the cold snow. Uh, What was your takeaway from this one? Um, I thought it was Buffalo did not look like they were playing a home game. They looked sloppy in the snow. They were slipping all over the place. They refused to get the run game going, which is something we've talked about. Which is the biggest issue you have. Two fucking seasons we've talked about. You're going to play in the in the fucking snow with no dome and you're not going to establish a run game ever, like ever, like the entire season ever. You fucking idiots. Your quarterback can't be your best runner for the entirety of the season. When it comes to the postseason, you know what wins? Defense and run game. Sorry, go ahead. No, I completely obviously agree with you. It was was weird because the the DeMar Hamlin piece of this where he was going to be at the stadium and he's been with them all week. I think I might have overblown that in my head. And I was like, oh, they're going to come out and just like, like on fire, like ready to go. And I think Cincinnati is perfect for this underdog kind of a story where they're like, even last year, they were like, oh, they're not going to like, unless Cincinnati celebrate, like they could be doing the parade for winning the Super Bowl. And I still be like, eh, I don't know if it's Cincinnati this year. It's that orange, black and white. Like, I don't know. And so, <laughs> th- so did you hear, um, they were they were already selling tickets in Atlanta yeah. for the Buffalo Kansas City game and stuff. Yeah, so Cincinnati loves playing this underdog story. Joe Burrow is kind of a dick, but kind of love it. Like he's he's cool, he's man. Ice water in his brain. Uh, I'm I'm getting blood. mad at Joe Burrow, but not because of Joe Burrow. It's getting, yeah. It's, I'm getting really annoyed. The media has been like killing me. 
as far yeah. as like the people I'm happy for. Mad it's about. the Herbert thing all over again. I was, it, it, uh, man, man. Like I literally heard. Okay, so Stu Gatz is jokingly, not jokingly, but I don't take anything Stu Gatz say fucking seriously because he's fucking <laughs> Stu Gatz, right? Of the Dale yeah, Earnhardt right. show. But then he had Baselli on God Bless Football, which is like a, a st- effectively a spinoff podcast where they're just talking NFL. And Tony Baselli said that Joe Burrow is the best quarterback in the league. He said Mahomes is the most special, but Joe Burrow is the best quarterback. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah, <laughs> like if I'm special, shouldn't I be the best? Like, what what are you talking about, man? And I love Joe Burrow. I love his cocky arrogance. I love the swaggering, swashbuckling nature that he just walks around with on a day to day. Like he walks into a room with a cigarette in his mouth and he's like, you think I can't do this? Watch me. And he goes out there and he kicks your ass and he comes back and he steals your girl and he rides off into the sunset. I love everything about Joe Burrow. But God damn it, people are people are making him something he's not. People are talking about him like he's he's God's gift to earth. And he is now I think he's very smart and I think he understands, hey, I have effectively two number ones and my number three is a number two and I have a good tight end. I'm going to get the ball to these guys and I have a running back who can I have two running backs that can have monster games. So I'm not going to check out of those plays uh, yeah. more time than not. I will allow my running back to run the ball. Like I'm going to play within the flow of the offense. I'm going to take what's given to me. I think that is what he does. Because yeah. let's not forget, this guy got beat out at Ohio State, but then ends up at LSU and is surrounded by first round talent up and down his roster and he's like as long as i don't drive this off the road i'm gonna be pretty good <laughs> yeah and then there's also that uh one of the, my favorite quotes in the world is uh urban myers he is a division three quarterback jeez that guy's been wrong so many times in his life yeah <laughs> damn i never heard that one yeah uh, he called him when he was at ohio state he called him a uh, division three quarterback he'll never start in a power five and then he went on wow. to go undefeated and win the uh, national championship game. That is great. Did they beat Ohio State on that run? I hope they beat them. Did they play them in the... No, they didn't play. Damn, Ohio they didn't State play them in the playoffs? No. I know they beat Alabama. Who'd they be in the championship? Was it Alabama? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it was Alabama. So did Alabama play Ohio State? I think Ohio State made the postseason. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alabama whipped up on Ohio State oh, okay. and lost to... Okay. Damn. That yeah, Joe. Great. I mean, Joe Cool, man. Ice water in his veins. Joe Burrow. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. This, uh, so to the to the Buffalo side of things, I mean, I said it last week and it, it was so it was like I was I liked doing it, but it was also like I, I, I kind of started becoming that guy in my group chat. Uh, to the point where somebody said, uh, man, I'm getting flashback because that, as I said on my podcast, feels like as per my last email, <laughs> I said, <laughs> I, said uh, I kept uh, like when the game started, and I think it was after the first touchdown. I was like, oh, Cincinnati's winning this, by the way. And everybody was like, no, what are you talking about? I was like, look, the Buffalo can't establish a run. They hadn't even gotten the ball by this time. <clears throat> I was like, they can't establish a run. Their best runner is a quarterback. I was like, in Cincinnati. That's for my last email. I was like, in Cincinnati, he's going to snuff that out. I was like, they're going to, they have a good front four and they'll have a spy to suss that out. And 
They only yeah, have Wilson's one receiver. I was like, they have one receiver that you need to pay attention to. Everybody else, you can just throw a guy on them and just drop back another linebacker and you're fine. With that being said, Gabe Davis did make a sick play, but it was the only one he made the whole game. One sick play. Great. Cool. I'll live with that. It's you don't get highlight. points great for TikTok. sick plays. Yeah. <laughs> we don't get we don't award points God, for sick plays. Wouldn't that be plays. cool if you got style yeah. points like that and uh, the NFL street game back in the day? Oh, man. No. That would be a different Points for play. style, baby. But yeah, so Diggs was able to do what he could do, but he couldn't even get anything Oh, long. they had him doubled. They had yeah, him racketed like, the whole time. He was, yeah. So they just neutralize their entire offense. And until they get a run game and an actual second receiver, that's why I said, uh, I texted them and I was like, it's the Gabe Davis effect. I was like, he had that one great game. We thought, oh, they have another number one receiver or at worst number two receiver. And it's like, oh, they got nothing. (laughs) They got a flag out a guy who benefited from Josh Allen just going berserk. Winter well, Josh Allen's got a bazooka too. So if he wants to like throw it down the field, he can. It's just like can anybody right. get I, separation? Yeah, we're gonna see what happens next year. I, I given they had a lot of injuries, but hey, so did everybody else. I that mean, was Kansas the other was thing. Oh yeah, let me oh, hold, hold, hold. let me take this back to your front door because you tried to walk me off the ledge last week by saying, "Oh, they're down three offensive linemen," and I was like, "Oh, oh. come on, that was a mistake." <laughs> I was like, "Come on, I, I think Burrow got this." <clears throat> Yeah, it was weird, too, because I thought the offensive lineman would make a difference. And then they're like, well, Von Miller's out. And I go, yeah, but you have like Rousseau and Edmund. You have good players. Like, what's yeah, happening? But they, their, their pressure rate, their pressure win rate went down as soon as Vaughn went down. Yeah, so. as soon as he went out, it went Yeah, down. you're just looking at the team that was there last year. And that team last year couldn't get pressure on Pat Mahomes. They couldn't do it uh, before. And that's why they went to get Vaughn. So. Uh, but then, they, I mean, their secondary just started dropping like flies eventually. So they really couldn't yeah. keep up with the firepower and the offensive weapons that Cincinnati had. So yeah, it just became uh, tough to say the least. That it? That's all we got on this one? That's all I got on oh, Okay, I was like, you started looking at your phone? I, was like, I wasn't looking at my phone. I was Sorry. Hold on. I mean, I was looking at Okay, so... Dallas, San Francisco. Brennan, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this one. Uh, because nothing I want to do more than, I mean, there's very few pleasures I have in life outside of the Eagles winning, like the Cowboys falling on their face after, after effectively getting some type of momentum. <clears throat> Cowboys go out last week. Dak has one of the best games he's ever had. Uh, five touchdowns, four through the air, one on the ground. Everybody's like, ooh, these Cowboys. And even I, even I fell victim to it. I was like, you know what? I don't think I fell victim to thinking the Cowboys were good, but I, I thought the Cowboys were good the entire year. I thought there were three teams who could win the NFC. I thought it was the Eagles, the Cowboys, the 49ers. Cowboys, I felt like, was the stupidest of all three of them and could fuck it up. Um, but I was like, hey, if they if they get this rolling, I think their defense is good enough to neutralize this rookie quarterback. And if their offense could do just enough, the offense just had to do just enough because the defense, again, could neutralize their rookie quarterback. And if the offense did enough, they could score 21, 24 points and win this game. Um. <clears throat> So I texted my buddies. I think it, it was after the first two drives. 
I texted my buddies. Uh, this is going to be a game. Nobody's getting over 28 points. It's going to be a low score. My buddy immediately responded and said, why didn't you tell me that before I took the over? <laughs> I said, I don't talk scores. I'm sorry. I just, I try to get the feel of the game and then I assess. So Dallas gets a touchdown in the second quarter. Uh, Dalton Schultz from Dalton Schultz from Dak Prescott. Field goal gets blocked, by the way, if we're keeping track of that from Brett Maher. Um, and that was about to be off. It was going it was wide so left. Off. It was about to be bad. It got blocked because it was so bad, I think. Yeah, it, it came off so sideways. Yeah, it came off that's so directly the into the hand of the defender. So you have that. From there, you have a slog of a game. Um, field goals back and forth. Defense is trading barbs. Uh, this game, I mean, if you if you read the uh, Twitter account of the Dallas Cowboys, the official Twitter account of the Dallas Cowboys. Why did we pay Dak that much money? <clears throat> Why did we pay Zeke that much money? Dak Prescott gave away the ball twice in the narrow loss to the 49ers in a matchup. The Cowboys had they a chance to They said gave away win. the ball twice? This is a... a Official Dallas Cowboys Twitter account tweeted Dak Prescott gave the ball away twice in the narrow loss to the 49ers in a matchup. The Cowboys had a chance to win if they didn't again generate self-inflicted wounds. That is from the official Twitter account of the Dallas Cowboys. And Dak is all that subtweeting folks. Dak has been uh, immediately wore this as a I, you know, I messed up. I gave away the ball and they kind of just said, yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that was the same thing. I don't know if you saw it. I saw it on Twitter because Sean McDermott, when his hat's not on, looks exactly like Bill Burr. I don't know if anybody's caught oh that. Oh my gosh. Yeah, 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 yes, yes. I did see this. I had to like triple take it. But I was like, is it, like, I was looking at it. I was like, isn't that Bill Burr? And then I saw somebody quote tweeted like, that's just Bill Burr. And I was like, okay, I'm not crazy, right? <laughs> yeah. But I I, th- I like what he did where he, he took full responsibility for the loss. And the Dak thing, I, I always say that I like it when the quarterback takes responsibility, but it's almost getting to the point, and this is going to sound like a weird uh, stretch of an analogy, but it's like when I was drinking and then I would always apologize for my behavior, but then I would still get drunk. And it's like, people are like, all right, man, like you keep apologizing, like you keep taking responsibility, but then you keep doing it. Like stop, just stop fucking say- doing it. So that that Stephen A in all the goofiness that was yesterday, you can imagine first take yeah. was said something that was like really illuminating to me. And I was like, huh, I never thought of that. So <clears throat> Dan Orlowski was saying how Dak, like no one's like trying to assassinate Dak's character. Dak's a great guy. We know he's a great guy off the field and everything. Um, but we're just talking about his on-field play. And Stephen A said, the problem with Cowboys fans and the problem with Dak is that we know he's a great guy. Everyone knows he's a great guy. No one's ever said he's a bad guy. He's had a couple like things when he was in college or whatever, but he's a great dude. But the problem is they think just being a great dude is going to make you a great football player. Yeah, it does. They think that automatically translate like, oh, he's a great person. So the way we look at him is he's this great person. So when he's on the field, he'll also be this great we person. expect to see greatness. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, no, it does. it's not the same thing. It's not. No. The, and, and then I he mean, was like, Dak thinks being a great person will absolve him of all the criticism. And it's like, no, 
you still got to wear these. <laughs> like yeah. you can apologize and say it's my fault, but it's still, I mean, we're going to say it's your fault. <laughs> yeah. And that's the other thing too, is like um, shield people try to wear. There's a there. Yeah. There's a flip side to it too. We've seen some horrific people, like bad individuals, just bad people. Bad and they're dudes. fantastic at what they do. Tom Brady's so, bad dude. I mean, Jesus Christ. Everyone knew Go home to your wife Tom and kids, man. Go love somebody. Stop loving this game so much. Jesus Christ. Thought you'd have been done after you lost to Nick Foles. God. Wow. Guys. All right. Let's move it on. Guys are glutton for pain. Uh, Just real quick. I want to say, because I know you opened this, but I just want to say both the defenses look fantastic. Both Um, defenses were great. Dallas was able to neutralize that outside zone kind of stuff that uh, the 49ers love to do. And then the 49ers were able to obviously neutralize Dak. So this was good. I don't even think they were able to. Hold on. on. I don't even think they were able to neutralize Dak. They were able to move the ball uh, little by little. It was the two. Literally, they don't have those two turnovers. You have a field goal. Say you get two field goals on those. You don't even get touchdowns. You get two field goals. One of them was in the red zone. I think both of them was in the red zone. Say you get two field goals out of that. It's now a one-point game. So that final drive, you don't have to try to get everything for a field goal, for a touchdown. You just got to get in the field goal range. Yeah, and then it's weird because Schultz is a pretty good player. And then to make... Oh, my God, he made two bonehead plays. He dropped one bonehead plays in the fourth quarter. Yeah, it was weird. (laughs) He just dropped one. And, like, the one he caught on the sideline, like, he was nonchalantly, like, caught it and then, like, went to go out of bounds. And it's like, you didn't get your other foot down, bro. Like, no, he did so No, he got his foot. So I was confused by that as well as why the time and everything was gone. He caught the ball. He got his foot down. It's... uh, Greg Olson said it. If you're going... If you're going forward and you go out of bounds. No, I'm talking stops. about the one on the final drive where he catches the ball and then turns to go out of bounds and his he catches the ball. Oh, okay. And his yeah, right yeah, yeah. foot goes Damn, out. Damn, that's right. So he dropped one, they, had that yeah, one, that long they deep. They even one. called it down. Like yeah. even the cause he did it so nonchalantly. Even the refs were like, Yeah, that's a catch. And then they reviewed it and they were like, Oh, wait, his right foot never went down. So he had that one when he goes out. You're right. He had to drop. And then yeah, he had, and then the, he had one. the one where he tried to take on the, the safety. It's like, just run out of bounds. Yeah, like, he went backwards doing? out of bounds. So it wasn't a time stopping play. It's forward momentum. Yeah. yeah. So damn, yeah, it was. Geez, that was weird. <laughs> and then yeah, that last play. My God. series of events. That it's last play. Like- <laughs> Zeke at center. <laughs> I was so confused. Zeke at center with a throw to Turbin that immediately got stopped. Yeah. Emphatically got stopped. That was insane. This isn't how we practice it, guys. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, as I said, nothing. Few is better than the Eagles winning, but a Cowboys loss, God damn it, gets my spirits up. All right, one more round, but a bit extended one more round. I strategically, you know, designed a shorter show so we can, you know, dig into uh, dig into some of these matchups, pre previews. Uh, Brennan, San Francisco, I'm going again in order of uh, yep. the way it's on the schedule. San Francisco, Philadelphia, what you got? Um, I think Philly's going to win this game. Uh, I This is at Philly, if I'm not mistaken. Um Yes, number one team for a reason. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I think Philly's going to take this. I think, so we've been talking about it for the last eight weeks. Brock Purdy now 8-0. I think there's going to be a team where as a rookie, he's going to get rattled. 
it happens. It's the natural course of things in the NFL. I think this is that game. Like we said earlier, the statistic, uh, the Eagles have 70 sacks on the season, most in the NFL history, I think, or one of the top in NFL history, but most by by most in this season by far. Um, and 60 of those came from the front four. So they're going to rattle him. Uh, he's got plenty of weapons. I would say San Francisco maybe has more weapons on offense than Philly does, but it, I don't, It you got to get the ball there. Well, you, you disagree. I'm just I disagree from, with that strongly. Really? I take Kittle over I take Kittle over Goddard. I take I don't take Kittle over Goddard. I, really? I think Kittle I take Debo over AJ. You know what I you're I'm, I'm gonna say versatility, I'll give you that, but well it depends on what you want. Like I was about to say if you want a versatile guy, want, great. Yeah. But if you just want a jump up receiver, like AJ Brown's by far better a yeah, receiver it depends on what you're looking than for, he yeah. is. Um but I think Kittle I never have thought Kittle was this good. He's done amazing in his career, but I've never, I've never made him this good because that catch is the perfect example. He's played with such mediocre quarterbacks and had to do so such ridiculous things that can be routine that it makes him look exponentially better. Oh, I see what you're saying. He has to go so far out of his way. He has to exert himself so much more to make up for a quarterback overthrowing him that that catch looks exemplary where Dallas Goddard had one of the best catches I've seen all year. And no one's talking about it. that first touchdown left hand, one hand grab brings it in, runs Spins. over a guy yeah. gets into the end zone. That was by far more impressive than, I mean, not more impressive, but that's as impressive as that juggling. Well, it means catch. more to the team. It means more to the team. What Dallas Goddard did than what Kittle did. So I mean, it's just like, in the, but, I, okay. um, so, I said you could even argue that the 49ers have more weapons than Philly. And Brandon uh, Ayuk, Brandon Ayuk is just benefiting from 10 other guys that are like he's not yeah. He's not jump off the page. I I mean the Eagles win this game just based on defense. What what, what, you, what did you say earlier the same thing that's been said for 100 years in January in the playoffs it's about the run game and the defense and Philly has both of those things locked up. The better offensive line, they have better downhill runners uh while San Francisco did get the downhill running game going against Dallas, I think it's going to be a whole different story against the Eagles. Jordan Davis is back. Who's going to clog up the middle of that field, uh, the middle of the line. I think Eagles take this. And I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's big. Cause I don't think Fred Warner, the captain of the 49ers defense will let it get too out of hand. I think he will will that fucking defense to hold them to a reasonable score. But I think the Eagles, I think the Eagles by the second half, or you're going to be like, yeah, this is the the Eagles are going to win this game. Um, I think the Eagles win this game handily. Oh, you think it's big? I don't think it's big, but I think it's handily akin so to yeah. akin to the Vikings game twenty eight uh, twenty four through eight or some. I think at max two touchdowns for San Francisco. I can't see anything more than that. Brennan, this, this vaunted defense. Look, yeah, I wouldn't even give San Francisco two touchdowns. San Francisco, be like, they've played impressive. Eagles in San Francisco, strength of schedule off by not, not much, but this vaunted defense. You, since you want to know their schedule since Purdy came in, or since, let's go, let's go since they've been on this winning streak. The Rams in week eight. I don't even think Cooper Cup was there anymore. Then a bye week. 
Chargers, who I have no faith in. They might have been without both Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Arizona Cardinals, Saints, Dolphins. That Dolphins game, that was the game. Yeah. Bucks. I have had no faith in the Bucks all year. Seahawks. Cute run this a year. Lot of playoff teams, your name. I would say cute run this year, but hey. Uh, Commanders. Raiders, who scored 34 on them. Arizona again. Seattle again. And then the first time, you said playoff teams, but what I was pointing out is teams with poor defenses. Yeah. All those teams have bad defenses. The That's Rams why I'm agreeing defense, with you. I'm, I'm eh. saying Purdy's going to turn into a pumpkin in this game. He's going to get exposed. The first time they play a top defense, a, com- a comparable defense to them, they only scored 19 points. The Eagles, to me, have a better defense. I think San Francisco's defense has been helped because of their uh, poor opponents. Tampa Bay, yes, a playoff team, but a losing record. Miami Dolphins, 9-8. and eight. The Seahawks, 9-8. and eight. Needed, the, needed Detroit to win again to the playoffs. So... God, I would have loved if Detroit would have played in the playoffs. I think Detroit I might be the San Francisco. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think uh, I think the Eagles, I think the Eagles have their way defensively. They get pressure to them. They, yeah, I think this is I think this is going to be a no. <laughs> these words may come back to haunt me. I think this is going to be a no pressure situation for me. I think I'm going to be able to. Oh, by the way, I need to find out. Do you know any Philly bars in New York? Uh, I'll figure it out. Okay. Um, I think this is going to be a no pressure watch. I think I'm going to be nerve wracked just like because in the beginning, but after three drives, I think Philly's going to be a 14 three. God, I just, the way the they haven't faced anybody with the run game similar to ours. They haven't faced a dynamic quarterback similar to ours. They've played a bunch of, I mean, I guess they played uh, uh, Kyler, but that team sucks. Yeah. Like they played sense. every, they played a lot of like mediocre offenses and a lot of mediocre to bad defenses. And the first time they face a good defense, they couldn't get the ball in the, in the end zone. So, and we're in our defense. We have the number two defense. Like Dallas was a good defense and our defense is better than theirs. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think this is what's happening. I completely agree. I think by the second half, the start of the third quarter, it's going to be like, oh, this is this is over. I think by the start of the second quarter, it's going to be like, Oof. look, I, I there's at this point, there's just something about the way this team is rolling. Like, I and if they lose, and if they lose, I could be dead wrong. And if they lose, I'll wear it. But I'm still going to be proud of the way this team came out and performed. As I said earlier, in a kind of impromptu walk off, um, but. The way this team has dominated the season and ran over some of their opponents and then ran over the Giants who, I mean, the Giants aren't good, but in our game, we demolish the team that we were playing in their game. They eked by with a one score victory over a team 
They had seven days of rest. The Cowboys only had effectively four and a half days of rest because they played on a Monday nighter. And the Cowboys defense was still able to get it up and squash their offensive game plan. Yeah. So we're going to have an extra day of rest. And we're playing at home. Purdy's first, uh, I mean, of course, it's going to be first road game. He's a rookie. But he's going to be playing a road playoff game. I've seen Cal Shanahan fuck up other things. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, the guy's good, but the guy's fucked up in the past before. So, I don't know. I feel very confident at this point um, that we're going to get in. And I'll see the Eagles in my third Championship game in my lifetime. Super Bowl game in my lifetime. Here we go. One more round. All right, Cincinnati, Kansas City. We could do this one fast because I took a long time on the other one. Um, yeah, I think uh, Cincinnati wins this game. Just they're on a war path. Patrick Mahomes is going to be playing hurt. It's one thing when you get the injury in the game. It's another thing when you have to wait a week on that injured ankle. Um, I don't think he's going to be as mobile. I think Kansas City has that chip on their shoulder and or uh, Cincinnati has that chip on their shoulder and Cincinnati's never lost to Kansas city in the playoffs. And since the borough Mahomes, I was like, do I play one time in the playoffs? <laughs> I was say, you could say that the, they're three and zero in their last three games against uh, Kansas city. Yeah. Um, this one I'm, I'm 50, 50 on man. Like it's coin flip. Um, I think Pat, if, even if not mobile, he can still be, uh, a, a the general back there, his offensive line is good enough so he can still get time there. He just can't extend those extended plays. Um, and if they can establish the run game, I think Chris Jones and because Burrow then lost a fourth offensive lineman in the game uh, against Buffalo. If they can get pressure to him, I mean, it, it's a big if. I'm not going to pick anybody in this game. I'm just going to say I'm going to do the Wilbon push. Uh if they can get pressure to him and disrupt him and get his timing off, I mean, that's huge. Um, I can see both teams winning. I can say who I'd rather play. Rather play. Weird to say. Kansas City. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just just less less high-powered weapons offensively and defense not as good as Cincinnati's defense. Um, and really, Cincinnati's front seven, like, their DBs are not that great. Uh, it's really those two pass rushers and the linebackers they have. Um, but yeah, those two ends, I would say DJ reader still up front to, uh, and the linebackers, but yeah, this is a toss up for me. 50, 50 ball. I, I have no clue who's going to win. This It's going to be a fun game. It's going to be an interesting game, but, um, whoever wins, they're going to be playing the Philadelphia Eagles in the Super Bowl. Sorry, Kyle has to be so. No, you're normally not the guy to get out in front of my skis, but damn it. I, yeah, right. I just feel supremely confident. Uh, Brennan, we're at the first, we're at the, we're a little past the half, halfway mark, as we talked about last week. And there's a couple teams who are currently in the play in game for the NBA. We're talking NBA now, folks. Brennan, who do you think should just give up on the rest of the season or who you think should go full throttle? and try to make the playoffs. Who are in the Wembyana playoffs and who's in the actual playoffs? So this is weird because there's certain teams that we kind of knew, like in the East, the, obviously the Pistons, the Hornets, which we talked about. But then there's also teams 
Um, and then in the West, it'd be the Rockets and the Spurs. But then there's teams like Portland where they were playing really well at the beginning of the year and then they kind of tailed off. And now it's like, well, what do they do? Should they trade Dame? Should they try and figure this out? Um, and then Utah, which seemed like they, they were so dominant, even though they traded away their two best players. And now they kind of settled into the middle of the pack. Um, I think that uh, out of the teams that are in contention in the East, the teams that should fight for the playoffs, I would say uh, the Bulls, the Raptors, and then maybe even the uh, Wizards, maybe, but probably not. Uh, they, they're they probably going to trade Beal and blow it up. Um, obviously, the Hornets well, and the Pistons, yeah. they can trade them in January. Oh, okay. I, well, we're in January. <laughs> oh, yeah, we are. Oh, shit. It's almost the end of January. Oh, they like, um, just signed that like, mega deal, so I don't know. Yeah, I think um, Charlotte and Detroit are probably your two best bets for blowing it up. There's teams. There's weird because there's teams. Uh, I'm like talking a- strictly who's right now seven through let's say twelve. We're not even going with the lower teams. Seven okay, through okay. twelve. I would say I was just about to. Say, it's funny you said that because I was just about to say either the Hawks or the Pacers. I was okay. So that's mine. The Hawks. The Hawks blow it yeah. up. Blow it up. It. Yeah. It's. It's a. It's a contentious situation at this point how about yeah, I say, to say the least i've heard i i just listened to a podcast i think it was like a week or two ago um about what's happening in their front office right now so the owner's son who's like a hedge fund guy is effectively become the shadow gm installed landry fields who i think they have like some relationship but landry fields former new york nick uh, is now the GM of the team. They ousted their GM, their previous GM. They installed Kyle Culver, Kyle Culver, um, as their assistant GM. And Trey Young is friends with the owner's kid, and that's what's causing this rift between him and the team. Uh, John Collins has been relegated to third in obscurity. Nate McMillan is like not. It has no control of his team anymore. I think, I mean, they won't do it because Trey is good with the, the owner's son, but they should trade, trade Trey. Yeah. And then should. go for Wemby. <clears throat> yeah. I, yeah, I agree. Yeah. That's what I say. And uh, on the, uh, on they the, could get some flip stuff side, for Trey on the flip side. Uh, Lakers. I mean, Lakers really Oof. can't really. Uh, uh, Lakers go for the playoffs. You have to. You have nothing oh, yeah, else yeah, to yeah. play for. You have nothing else to play for. Oklahoma City. Fuck it. Go for it. Go for the play. Go yeah, for the playoffs. Got, <laughs> Just go a for it. Million picks. You have a bunch of first round picks. You got a bunch of first rounders. You're gonna get Phoenix. You'll Sun end up with up. Scoot Henderson or somebody uh, with the second pick, probably if not getting the first pick. So you'll be fine. Just go for it. Screw it. The Phoenix Suns need to blow it up. I would say that, but the problem is Devin Booker is coming back at some point. Yeah, that's what I was thinking is if he was going to be out even longer. Yeah, if he was going to be out an extended period of time, it's like, all right, let's trade Aiden. uh, Let's trade Aiden. Let's try to trade Chris or buy out Chris. And let's just tank, get Wemby and have Devin and Wemby out there. But if Devin Booker's coming back, you're going to fight for your right to play off. To playoff, baby. <laughs> All right. Quick hits. And you'll be surprised how quick. Quick! Name it hits. Quick hits. NHL update. Brennan, do you have anything on your lightning? 
I do not. It's okay. the playoffs. I have the play- one, playoffs. I have one uh, update on the Lightning. Stephen Camp, Stephen Stamkos becomes the third active player to cross the 500, I think, goal threshold. Um, so congratulations to him, that son of a bitch. Um, and then, uh, yeah, the Panthers still still win one, lose one, win two, lose two. So uh, one big a couple nights ago against uh, one of those Canadian teams. I can't remember which one right now. And then lost last night to the Rangers six to two. Ooh. Yeah, that, that was that was great. Six to two. Uh speaking of losing, Fulham uh lost that game last week to uh Newcastle and then lost last night. Last Tottenham night, last afternoon, yesterday afternoon, uh in my time. Uh lost to Tottenham. Oh gosh, we were in control of that f- game. For the first 40 minutes of the first half, we were dominating them. They got a sliver of an opening in like the 43rd minute, 44th minute. Harry Kane just put a beauty, just turned around, spun on a dime, just whipped it in, curled into the back of the net. Leonard couldn't get to it. And uh, they kind of we're just, out of the UEFA now, right? Um, the, yeah, the, yeah, uh, we're out of the camp, uh, the European League. But we, again, this is why Silva has been trying to keep everyone on the same page as far as the fan base. I think the team is on the same page, but the fan base, he's like, guys, we just got promoted. We're just trying to stay up. <laughs> like, yeah, you can talk. The fans can talk about <laughs> the European Championship and all that. We just need to focus on staying up. That is our most important goal. That's our number one goal this season. Stay up because we don't want to be a yo-yo team. Don't want to jump up. Don't want to just drop down every year. Just coming well, in and out. We're good right now, right? We're, we're like good. We're eighth. good. Yeah. We're way above where we need to be. We're like seven or eighth, I think. Yeah. Um, I know we were six going into yesterday's game. Yeah, but then that lost. Uh, I think now Tottenham may have jumped us, so we might be seventh now, but we're still fine. Don't worry. Yeah. I would say relegation is not on the mind right now, but we need to, again, remain diligent where, hey, we're not just staying up is the main goal. That's the goal of the season. Yeah, I wanted to give a shout out to uh, the cons, by the way. What a, what a year uh, you had Fulham go up. You had the you had uh, Jacksonville make the postseason, win a game in the postseason. And you got Fulham uh, doing very, very well in the Premier League. And. AEW is probably going to beat out WWE because WWE is a shit show right about now. Yeah, right now it's a mess. Yeah, so good year for good year for the cons. Good year for the cons. Right. Well, that is all, folks. And we'll bring you the press conference in its entirety. <laughs> Brennan, where can we find you? Um, at Brennan T Comedy on all social media, BrennanTComedy.com. Check out the one man show in New York. Joe, I'm going to see you there. And Kyle this weekend. Super excited for that. Um, and then uh, check out my other podcast. Brennan Tassif is your ex drinking buddy. I have guests on to talk about their best and worst drinking, drug, party and getting in trouble stories. And uh, yeah, heroin story that had a very good, uh, a better ending than I thought was about to happen. This past oh, week. yeah. I was like, oh, no. (laughs) Uh, You can find me on Twitter and Instagram, uh, trolling cowboy fans. You can find me uh, on other shows on this network. Um, So check out anulo.co. You can check me out on this show's Twitter every once in a blue. 
at Kearing Press, uh, Twitter and Instagram, at Kearing Press. You can also find me on the internet, maybe looking into plane tickets to uh, Scottsdale, Arizona, or Phoenix, wherever the hell that's, Glendale, Arizona. Um, maybe looking into that in the next couple of weeks or so. Who knows? Uh, I'll be in New York. So if you're in New York, come up to me, say hi to me in the middle of Brennan's show. Just disrupt the whole thing while he's crying on stage. But yeah, uh, Brennan, let's get out of here. We got things to do, baby. I got planes to catch eventually this week. So, without any further ado. That's why we play the game. Hello. Hello. Huge shout out. The cons and the Jags. Doing it big. It's a Philly thing, baby. All right. Three, two, one. I am so 